Hey, fellow adventurers, this is Rich. What's up, guys? It's your least favorite player, Brad. So we wanted to take just a minute and talk to you a little bit about Pathfinder 2.0. Hopefully you've noticed that we're using the new Pathfinder 2.0 playtest rules. And with it come a few changes. And we wanted to to kind of run down a couple of those changes so you, you have an idea of what's going on. So today we wanted to talk about uh, actions. Actions are probably the most noticeable change and the change that's going to come up the most often. Uh, and Pathfinder 1.0, you know, you had many different types of actions. You had swift actions, free actions, standard actions, move actions, full round actions. Mm, full uh, round. Oh, yeah. And how you use them was an integral part of the game. But it got complicated and even sometimes a little unwieldy. So in Pathfinder 2.0, they, in my opinion anyway, simplified it. So now on every turn, you have three actions and everything's an action. There is no this kind of action, that kind of action. They're, they're just actions and you have three of them and you can use them in, in several different ways. If we want to get technical, Rich, there's actions, reactions and free actions. Really, for the most part, free action is the only one that's much different. Reactions are just an action that trigger in a certain way. Mm-hmm. They're less common, though, which I, I kind of dig. They are less common. Uh, you know, they, they kind of fill that role of literally what they say, where they're reactive. It's the uh, when something happens in combat, there are times that you can do something about it at that moment. Uh, it's almost like an interrupt action, if you want to use like a Magic the Gathering term. But I think we're getting ahead of ourselves just a little bit. On the, the regular actions on your round, like I said, you have those three and, you know, the most basic action is just, it's an attack. I'm just going to attack the guy. Now, previously, you may have said, well, how many attacks do I get? Well, here's the answer in Pathfinder 2.0. You get one. If you take an action, you get an attack. There are a few exceptions to that. I know the uh, ranger and the monk have an ability that are going to give them uh, two attacks. But pretty much every time you see one of those, you only ever get to do that just once. And it's going to trigger your multi-attack penalty, which we'll get to in just a minute. But you can go ahead and uh, attack three times. Uh, first level, brand new character, you can pick up a sword. You can uh, hack away at the bad guy three times if that's how you want to spend your actions. But I think we're going to find that that's not always the best maneuver because the game really gives you a lot better options. Really, what actions your character does or have picked that you can do determines what kind of uh, character you really have. Like in Pathfinder 1, feats determined who you were. Like, and that's still very true, but like what feats you pick that allow you to do act different actions. Like everything I view is in terms of fighter. So my build was almost very different. Like there are like uh, action feats that let you just grab a guy and they're flat footed. So, you know, what kind of, of actions you can take basically determines what kind of character you are. It does. And here's kind of the experience we've had so far with, uh, you know, even playing here for the podcast, as well as some of our other general playtesting that we've done is that it's far more tactical in how you think about your actions. You know, in in Pathfinder 1.0, it was pretty much run up to the monsters and get as many attacks as you could, which tactically that was the best thing to do in most situations. In Pathfinder 2.0, we're finding that that's not always going to be the case. Now, you still do a lot of running up to the monster or the bad guy and taking an attack, but the order in which you do those and how you use your actions, there's a lot more thought. Uh, that goes into it, and you, you think about the tactics and the upcoming rounds a little more often than you, you did previously. Well, like for the fighter example, like charge, it's a two action, so you can double move up, run up there, and attack. Now, that would have been a full action pretty much in Pathfinder 1, but now you can take uh, you run up there for those two actions and screw it, take that second swing at the end of that turn. That's your whole turn, 
But, I mean, two movements, two attacks, that's pretty darn good. Now, Brad mentioned something uh, that you might not have caught there. He mentioned that charge costs two actions. That's how Pathfinder 2.0 deals with more complicated scenarios. So instead of, now this takes a full round action, certain abilities that you use and uh, certain character abilities might cost you more than one action in order to access that ability. Like charge, like you said, it takes two. Now, interestingly enough, charge is also very similar to just move because, hey, move is just an action. That means you can indeed just simply move three times for your round if that's what you want to do, if maneuvering is important. But there are some abilities that are going to let you move and attack, but they may cost you more than one action. And usually the if you have a combined action, you, you kind of get something for the deal. Uh, but it does give you those options of when is the right time to charge, when is the right time to attack. Uh, as well as some of the other basic things like shields. Uh, shields are far more dynamic than they used to be. Before, they were just something that you marked on your character sheet and wore. Now shields, uh, they, you have to spend actions to raise your shield, uh, which essentially makes your shield in effect. If you don't have your shield raised, you do not get any benefit from it whatsoever, but it takes you an action to do so. The shields are a good one because it's a good example of also a reaction. So, for example, if you raise your shield during your round to give yourself that... Uh, that lovely bonus to your armor class, it now gives you access to a specific reaction. And I know that uh, it's an action that Alder has used a few times. So uh, tell us a little bit about that, Brad. Again, well, in this case, uh, my shield gives me a plus two AC. And as you mentioned, only when I hoist it. But you can use that shield as a reaction to block an attack. Now, when we say block an attack, uh, if the attack is less than the hardness rating of your shield, boom, like you just... It soaks it all, and uh, that attack is is no go. You're good. Let's say, though, I think uh, the the heavy shield's like a five-hit point or whatever. Most shields are going to start out with around four to five hardness. So let's say I got whacked for six points of damage. Uh, I could, if I had my shield raised, I could do the block action. One of those points of damage is going to go through to actually touch flesh. However, the five left over are going to put a dent in that shield. Right, and you will have used your reaction for that. Yes. Now, I may not have mentioned it, but you only normally get one reaction. So you get to do one cool thing with that reaction. Uh, there, We found there's something to be said for having a few reactions available, different types of things that you can do, as they tend to be a little bit situational. So it's nice to have those options available. Well, there have been times, especially for uh, Alder, who's a fighter, where, like, do I want to use my shield reaction? Or do I want to save that in case the guy I'm trying to stab walks away, thus provoking an attack of opportunity. Which attack of opportunity is also a reaction now. It's no longer a guaranteed. Whereas in Pathfinder 1.0, anytime somebody you know left a threat in square, you get to take an attack of opportunity on them. Now you can only do that if you have that reaction available, which fighters are the only thing that get that right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's not as common as it used to be. People can kind of just walk around the battlefield. The problem is you never know who has it. What, what you find for the main, the main thing you want to worry about in combat is your action economy. You want to spend them actions correctly, folks. So go ahead and listen to, as we use some of those actions in the next episode, which starts right now. This is the Adventurer's Vault. Follow our epic journeys and hear amazing tales. Join our heroes as they bravely face grave dangers and mysterious evils in distant and unknown lands. Be sure to visit our website, theadventurersvault.com. 
for episodes, links, and show notes. Music and sounds provided by Sirenscape. And now, it's time to open the Adventurer's Vault. You get that ominous feel once again uh, that you just described a few moments ago. Uh, you're kind of wondering what's what happened here. What what is going on? Where are the bodies? And within a moment, the question is answered for you as the bodies stand up from the grass around you. Uh oh. And uh, you realize that these corpses seem to be lumbering towards you in uh, in somewhat uh, aggressive intent. Hmm. So let's go ahead and roll those initiatives again. There we go. So you said I could take the eagle eye after the... Uh... On your turn. Oh. All, all that had pretty much happened uh, almost instantaneously. Oh, uh, that's going to be a 22. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. It's not a 23. It would have been if I had taken that elixir, but... <laughs> this oppressive game master is keeping me down. Save it for the next ambush. Yeah. What makes you think there'll be more? Oh, are we dying this fight? <laughs> Maybe. That's your thing. I haven't actually killed him. Yeah, tell that to Clive. <laughs> Who's Clive? Dead man Jenkins. Definitely not someone we edited out. We'll never, we'll never forget you. Never forget Clive. Clive was a good guy. That's why we don't He's have a, a rogue. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Boy, he screamed a lot when he died, didn't he? Oh, God, it was uh, horrible. I, sometimes I still wake up and I hear that. that and for a small donation to our Patreon, you too can have those final moments of Clive. <laughs> then we get one donation, we're like, oh crap, we gotta come on. <laughs> uh, start screaming into the mic. You know, if, if we ever like uh, change anything, we should do the uh, old TV trope where we just like change a character out and never say a word about <laughs> it. It's like, what was that? You know, in um, the Happy Days, there was an older brother the first yeah. season. And yeah. he literally went to his room one episode and was never spoken about again or heard <laughs> yeah. from. Done. I just figured we cancel the podcast on a giant cliffhanger. It's like Alf or whatever. Hey, what was Father Becker's initiative? Uh, Father Becker's initiative is, in fact, uh, 18. Uh, what was Haytham's initiative? 22. What was Alder's initiative? Jordan. 23. Okay. Somebody was happy about that. Wasn't me. Yeah, I know. Bad guys initiative. Uh, there's actually two groups of bad guys. Baddies number one will go on 15. And baddies number two go on 23. Uh, uh, what's their uh, perception score? Plus seven. Fuck. Yeah, well, I'm 23 minus. Yeah, now, now you are. They're undead with levels of ninja and perception and... They, they have levels of ninja and um, human slayer. Targeting computers or something. Yeah. <laughs> We've switched ours off naturally, but yeah. So who goes first? Uh, Batty two. Who do you think? Uh, Batty number two is. Uh, has, uh, you don't see anything at this point from Batty number two. Goddamn deer! Uh oh, <laughs> that's that's unnerving. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Who's next? After Batty two is Alder. Uh, so Alder is going to move up. Uh, he sees that there is roughly five undead facing the group. They appear zombie-like. Zombie-like. They, these are obviously some fairly fresh corpses. They're about, but they're about to get more corpsey. Yeah, they're about to be double dead. Yeah. Go for it. So he's going to, uh, in one move, get up on the first one, draw his shield, and he's going to take a swing. 
Now, again, you guys are able to see visibly pretty well here. The grass is tall. It's probably waist high. But it's not enough to obscure long-range vision. It was mm. just enough that these corpses laying on the ground, uh, you were able to wander right on by them. And there's wonderful perception checks. So this new longsword we've got. Uh, yes. It, it's of old Faradun make, but it's a standard blade. Uh, but he's got it waving in the air. Let's see how it does against the undead. Uh, that's a 13 to uh-huh. their flat foot. That's a hit. Get my D8s out. That is only 13 damage. Uh, 13 damage to this guy right in front of you. That mm-hmm. um, appears to actually do maybe even a little more damage, like maybe you've uh, hit upon a weakness of theirs. Yeah. Um, and oh, they have they have uh, weakness fighter. Uh, slashing, actually. <laughs> but um, Oh, uh, I think the long sword's only piercing? Is it? No, it's slashing. Okay. Can, we, can you definitively say that? Uh, hold on, I will. Well, while he's checking on that, uh, let's explain to the listeners why you rolled 2d8 on that long sword. Because I'm a fighter, and it's awesome. No, uh, so uh, one of the rewards for our last battle was we were given an expert-level sword with a plus-one rune on it, which in the old Pathfinder days would just have been a plus-one sword. But in this case, you need an expert sword of that level to even put a rune on it. In this case, my sword now is a 2d8 weapon. So for every plus, you will add a damage die worth of damage. And so, then, Asherian, what, what, what are you reading here? What did you see? Um, it, the longsword is one-handed. Uh, it is a slashing weapon, but its trait is that it is a versatile weapon and can be used as piercing alternatively. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Uh, so either way, that zombie seems to go back down. Just like I said. Uh, crumples into the grass. And who's ah? You are now only facing four zombies. Who's next? Or do you have more actions? No, that's three, actually. Move, shield, sword. After Alder is Hatham. Mm-hmm. So, I think Hatham will move. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I move. Uh, this, tr- this is going to sound great in audio format. We'll fix it in post. Hatham will move forward uh, up just in front of the campfire. And he will, he will uh, take a couple of bombs out and he will throw probably both of them at uh, the closest uh, closest zombie to him. So is that a move, pull, throw throw? Uh, he'll throw one then. Okay. Thank you. Uh, let's see. He'll throw an alchemist fire. And oh! oh there we Jesus. go! Yep. There we go. What we got over there? May I borrow a D8? That is a critical hit. Nat 20, huh? Oh, yes. So that's going to be 2d8 fire damage. And so it does, it normally does one persistent damage. I imagine that doesn't change, but oh. I have not had to. I'm going to say it does. I like the idea. Yeah. That it's a crit. Uh-huh. Yeah, something cool should happen. You are a generous and fair god. Oh, all right. All right. Good. So that's going to be 12 fire damage plus the. Do we double the splash? Uh, it's not going to be particularly relevant. No, the relevant. splash wouldn't. The splash wouldn't uh, do anything anyway because that was a hit. Uh, actually, what is your total damage then? Uh, twelve. Twelve. Uh, no, no. So he. So. So there's nothing real cool about bombs as far as like a crit or anything. Not as not so far as I can see. Okay. Um, unfortunately. Terrible class. So <laughs> you pretty much light him on fire. He is a. He's a Maltov cocktail at this point, but he doesn't seem to be dead just yet. Uh, whereas maybe a normal human would be writhing in agony. He doesn't seem to be affected by it here as much. 
Although he, it is burning his flesh away. Haha, <laughs> well struck, Haytham. Did you see that? Hawthorne. I hit him right in the face. Right in the face. Yes, Good look job. at the. He's melting. It. I think I might be sick. <laughs> Dear God, it smells horrible. Who's next? Uh, after Haytham is Father Becker. Are we feeling that we wish to have the blessing of the mysterious God at this point, or should I just concentrate on blowing him up? Uh, blow him up. You think so? Yeah, we're waiting for uh, Princess Mononoke or whatever that deer is to show up. Come over and start to tear us apart. Although if we take its head, we can give it to the Emperor so he can become immortal. Sure. And nothing bad will happen. In that case, we, we really are geeks. I shall move forward and cast a spell at one of the critters. So I've got an idea where I'm going to be just a second. And let's target this one. Let's see if we get any kind of hot action. I'm going to cast Disrupt Undead at that creature. He gets a fortitude save, apparently. And um, I believe it's 16, if I'm not mistaken. It's either 15 or 16. Uh, he is going to fail that fort save. Well, in that case, answer. there's some positive energy coming his way. Oh, great god of mysteries, please blow this thing up as you did many times whenever we were in the tower. That's a six. Uh, so six damage? Mm-hmm. He didn't by chance have a uh, critical failure, did he? Uh, no, that was not a crit fail. Okay. Yeah. Um, so go ahead and add uh, two points of damage to that for eight. Eight points of damage of positive energy damage. And it seems like maybe you found another weakness and it did actually a little more than that. Mm, excellent. So excellent. he he uh, he does not look good. The uh, the energy sustaining him seems to have dissipated. And he's having he's struggling to move. I see. So our, our party has formed its battle line as these zombies are advancing in their own, and it's roughly a battle line facing a battle line at this point on the map. Mm-hmm. Who's next? After Becker is the baddie number one. Okay, those are the zombies, so they're going to move up. Zombie. Zombie. And let's see. So let's, uh, we got one zombie over here on uh, Alder. Bring it. Talk that. He smashes you. Uh, that is a 20 to hit. Oh, I guess. Mm. Oh, boy. For four damage, and you are grabbed. And let's see, we have two on Father Becker. Uh, wow, that is some fantastic rolling. Good, there. good. You're looking for a 17. Uh, those are both 11s, the two of them that swipe at you, Father Becker. Uh, you may also note that um, they don't seem to have as many actions available to them as uh, you guys do. So there is a, a zombie effect that hmm. slows them slightly. Very interesting. And then, uh, Shirian, you have a zombie on you. They did just wake up. Yeah, and that is also they are a little groggy. So that misses. So uh, looks like Alder's going to hit. He is grabbed. And the one on fire takes one persistent damage, one persistent fire damage, and he can make a flat check DC twenty to get rid of it. He does no such thing. He ain't no pussy. He's going to take that fire damage like a man. And then who's next? After Batty is me. Finally, with my terrible initiative roll, I get to go first. I'm going to cast shield. Dun, dun, dun. Zombie does nothing? No. Okay, zombie does nothing. Good. There's nothing. All right. And then I'm going to cast a spell that the party has not seen Asherian cast yet. Uh, a 30-foot uh, area around him, like an aura of some sort, takes effect as he tends the last two actions to cast the spell, and all enemies will have a minus one to everything. Do they get a save? Uh, no, it's... it's 
bless but backwards. So their attack roll is minus one. Selb. Now the interesting yes. thing here is if you guys look at uh, Ashirian after he casts the spell, it, 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 his visage changes slightly and takes on a, a, a little bit of an evil hue maybe. Uh, something looks slightly different about him. People's like cat, like they dilate like... Yeah. Like, I, I look at the zombie next to me like, did you notice that? Boring conversation anyway. After that, it's uh, Batty 2. Uh, batty number 2 uh, does a thing and move on to the next one. Who's next? After Batty 2 is Alder. Alder says, how tell you grab me? Get your filthy zombie hands off me. Stab. Uh, what are you, do I get any minuses for being grabbed? Uh, you are flat-footed, and you need to make a DC-5 flat check. That's right. So here's the here's the check. Yes, damn it. All right, here's the attack roll. Did you waste a good roll? On yeah, it was 18. Check? That would have been hot. Uh, so if there's no minuses to my attack, roll that's 20. Hey. Uh, that is a hit. Fantastic. Nice. Uh, that's only 10 damage. Base. Okay, so uh, once again, seems to do a little bit more. But not quite enough to take it down. All right, I'm going to swing again. Right. Flat check. Six. Made it. Ooh, just barely. <laughs> and uh, he's going to just try to whack him. Ooh, that's only a ten. Ten misses. Da, 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 da. Furious focus would not go into effect. Because he hit the first one. Yeah. So let's see. I don't... <sighs> Minus three... There's zombies. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's go for it. And swing away. Swing. Third swing. This will be a minus three. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, no, that's a miss. Very aggressive uh -huh. throwing there. That's a miss. That's my three actions. Okay. All right. Who's next? Um, after Alder is Hatham. The mad. Uh -huh. The mad bomber. That's right. Da -da -da -da. Uh, let's see. So he is he is still grappled mm -hmm. by still which grabbed, yes. by which one the, this, the closer? This, one right oh right, he's over. Us. I keep getting you all have swords and only one of you is a fighter. Yes, but I have yeah. the jaunty naval hat. That is a good point. And I'm the one that looks like the the evil monster. Yes, but what about your character? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what can I do to break a grapple? How does that rule work? There's yeah. not a lot you can do to break somebody else's. You, okay. you did see Alder stab the mess out of that dude. Yeah. Well, did you stab or did you slash him? He slashed him. Yes, I did both. Let's see. Because I'm awesome. I. Well, one of those would be far less effective against zombies. You, you, you do have some uh, zombies, you know. Yeah, I. Let's see. Those aren't close enough to take splash damage, but I will go ahead and. I will throw a, another bomb at the one flanking, the one flanking Father Becker here. Yes. Okay. I will throw. I'm gonna throw an acid flask at him. That's me a 19 to hit. That is plenty. Excellent. Let's see, it is four acid damage, and he will take persistent acid damage as well of 1d6 going forward. Remind me that when it comes up. Oh, I will. And I think I said that last time, and I forgot immediately. So, is that your that all your actions? Uh, let's see. That would be a move, interact, and throw. Yeah. So, who's next? After Hatham is Becker. Father Becker is going to um, seeing that these uh, zombies didn't react whenever you 
drew your attention away briefly from them. Whenever you cast your spell, I'm not mm-hmm. going to worry about that either. They are slow, dim-witted, foul creatures. So I will cast once again the Disrupt Undead. Oh, great God, please do that thing that you did a moment ago oh so well. Thank you. Do that thing you do. Fortitude save. Be targeting the same one? Yes, DC 15. <clears throat> 15. Uh, I was targeting the one behind him. Right. Okay. Oh, he meant. Yes. Uh, I did succeed on the fort save on that one. Okay. Wow, he's plus four, huh? Hmm, half damage. Do you need to roll anything? Uh, I do indeed. Okay. Uh, what was the total damage on that? One. <laughs> oh, your days are numbered, zombie. So here's here's what happens. One damage is all that goes through, but that does trigger its weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, for the listeners at home, uh, weaknesses are slightly different. In Pathfinder 2.0, it adds to it. So, for example, this creature is weak five to positive energy. Mm. Mm. So, anytime you do positive energy damage, it's going to do five more damage. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. Oh. So, for example, it had a resistance to positive energy, it would have done five less. But since this is weak, uh, your one turns into six, which is enough to make it uh, kind of no longer exist. Hey, all right. Energy stripped Ooh, there away you go. Zombie don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. It falls to the ground and... Uh, is no longer a threat. Excellent. Well, in that case, I still have an action remaining to me, and there is a zombie there. So I think what I will do is I will cast the spell Shield, which automatically raises it. Oh, great God of Mysteries, protect your faithful servant. Super Shield. Um, actually, yes. So a shield normally provides a plus one sp- shield to spell. Normally provides a plus one to your AC. For the duration of this casting, I give yourself a plus two. I'll take it. Spicy. So who's next? Uh, after Becker is Batty One. Batty One are the remaining zombies. They all seem to have somebody there worth hitting. Um, so Alder, you have a zombie on you. He's going to. Ooh, that is a net oh. twenty right there. Shit. <laughs> Glad to see the rich keep getting richer. Yeah. Uh-huh. I get it. <laughs> and the poor stay I poor. The one I get it. Oh, uh, goodness. That is 15 points of damage total. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. He, like, the zombie l- reaches in and latches onto Al's neck. Just well, he, he had a hold of you the whole time, mm-hmm. so he, he pulls back and throat punches you this time. Just got his hand inside, <laughs> squeezing your spleen or something. Kind of pulls you into the yeah. punches. Fucking but it does have a second shit. attack. It's going to go ahead and use um, <laughs> at a minus five, so that's only a 17 to hit. Uh, uh, so... My AC is not a 16. Mm-hmm. So what will happen at that point, though, is I'm going to use my reaction for my, to get my shield up. And okay. I will block it, which now makes it an 18 nice. AC. So, right. so that would have done three damage. So in this case, you block it all. May I ask, had you figured in that Bane effect? That would have been negative one, um, which might not have required And I'm reasons. not sure. He that zombie is out of range. Oh, he's out of range? Okay. He's out of range by one. So the zombie on Father Becker is going to attack. That is a uh, twenty to hit with the bane figured in. Yes, uh, hit no matter what. Whether the bane. Uh, that is going to be seven damage, and you are also grabbed. And he gets a second attack, which is uh, only a fourteen. Yes. And then Ashirian, you have a zombie on you. He's going to attack. That is a twenty-two to hit. Yeah, that hits. Zombies are hot tonight. So four damage, and you are also grabbed. I want to see some salt water. Uh, second attack is a seventeen to hit. My God, I have a hard. I have a my shield spell has hardness of four. So clink. So you're going to use your reaction on the first one. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, but your shield spell goes away. All right. Okay. So my second attack is a 17 to hit you? Uh, no. 17 misses. Uh, it should because... Or wait, no, a 17 with Bane? Yes, it's a 17 okay, straight up. Uh, with the minus 5 to hit and the minus 1 from your Bane, that puts you in a straight die roll. I roll a 17. Yeah, it's Jesus amazing. Jesus Christ, what did you roll? It's amazing what you can do when you roll 15, 17, 17, 17, 17. So that is 7 damage to you and you are grabbed. All right. And uh, that was just a... No, that was a sec, first and second attack on you. Uh, so that is all of my zombies. They have all gone. And who's next? After the baddies is me. Go for it. And, um, well, I'm going to first concentrate on Bane. Uh, since I'm grappled, do I have to make the flat check for AC5 that? AC5 flat check, yep. Did All right. Hey, let's see this one. No, I got a 16. Thank God I, don't, I won't need that later, right? <laughs> uh, then I'm going to draw my dagger. Let's see that picture? Oh, hang I on. failed to draw a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like one of those where I try to like unseath it, but it's still got like the little little hook on the side to keep it falling out. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, 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 oh. He's got a hold of your arm as you go to pull it out. You're like, no, no, no. I will attempt again, struggling with this zombie. Barely managed to draw the dagger. Oh. Exactly a five. Oh my god. And uh, that is all three of my actions. So who's next? Uh, well, so the uh, zombies. I've got a little bit of persistent damage going. The one. Uh, how actually the one grappling uh Shirion is the one taking the one persistent fire damage so he would take that okay so he takes it and uh then the one the one grappling father becker will take 1d6 acid damage yeah that's uh 3 okay he takes it it's a very good return on the investment mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. like probably the best thing i can do in combat right now is like persistent d6 of acid damage yeah yeah that's pretty high. i yeah. like it so who's next so after me would have been Batty 2, but... Batty 2 is actually going to do something. Uh-oh. Batty 2 is going to enter the battle. And as you guys all guessed, yes, the, uh, the very angry-looking stag comes charging in from around the field. Um, Uh-oh, it's got fighter feet. Pushing the grass aside as he runs by. And he is going to run very fast. And he's going to come move in a line here that goes past Alder. And is going to end... Somewhere over here, right about um, Hatham. Uh oh. And he's going to make an attack on both of you with his antlers as he goes charging by. Oh, Jesus. As though he were using some sort of a special ability called Antler Charge. Hmm. That, hmm. well named. Uh, accurate, if nothing else. On maybe the nose a little, a little bit. But, uh, so, Alder, here is the attack. That is a 25 to hit. Oh, I guess. <laughs> I take that back. I'm sorry. It's a 24. Oh, well, that made it all different. Who do you get to load your dice, speaking as yeah, a Yeah, where do you yeah. buy those? I, do, I never rolled Were they provided right? for us? Do we need to shout out to someone who gave you these loaded dice? Yeah. Uh, actually, these are my uh, true dungeon dice that I got uh, from my golden ticket run at uh, Gen Con. Okay, so, uh, so do you have their number? Can I call just, them? Let me just brag about that because I'm super nerdy. So the privilege to get additional privileges. Yeah. Like I said, the yes. rich keep getting richer. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I am nerd rich. Should be the name of this podcast. <laughs> my <laughs> my swag is impressive. Good day, listeners. This is Saul Carvey broadsending for Kasserat Public Radio, beaming around the globe from the Hellspire Tower in downtown Kasserat, bringing you the rest of history. It is a place everyone knows, eternally linked to a story everyone knows. 
Enthroned on the island of Kasserat is the city of the same name, now the center of the known world, a place full of scholars, ambassadors, and theologians, home to the University of Kasserat, the largest and most esteemed place of learning in all the realm. Kasserat is also a place of gathering and debate for the representatives of nations and sentient races, as well as home to the Divine Council, the representatives of the gods themselves, along with a great many temples and other houses of worship and prayer. It is a city of splendor and advancement, all cradled under the watchful eye of the great church of Asmodeus. More importantly, Kasserat rests on the greatest artifact of all time, a relic that has defined the world we live in, possibly more than you know. For the Pact of Kasserat is no mere document. Such a powerful and long-reaching contract is not fit for fragile parchment. No, the Pact itself is etched on large plinths of dark, invulnerable stone, crafted from the bedrock of the realm and sealed with divine blood from the most powerful of gods. Its design meant to not only signify the tenets set forth by its writing, but also to bind the land itself. But why such a distant place? Why an island with little connection to the rest of the world? Well, this often asked question finally has an answer. Until now, little has been known of the gods' war, that divine struggle that nearly erased all life throughout the realm. But you see, the Church of Asmodeus recently released a number of documents, including several journals from mortal commanders during the gods' war. While you may know that the signing of the pact brought Asmodeus to this realm, and that it was his legions of devils that brought about the stability and prosperity we know today, you may not know how hard fought the battle really was. You see, once the pact came into existence as not just an alliance of gods, it also became a physical representation of the combined power of those who signed it. And it also became a target. For the opposing forces, still mighty and deadly, sought to converge on the pact and destroy it. At the time, the pact stood not on a remote island, but at the center of one large landmass, for at that time only one large and sprawling continent existed in this realm. But the gods immediately knew their danger and put forth their combined might, sundering the lands for all time. In order to prevent their enemies from surrounding and destroying the pact, they isolated the pact on a defensible island, sending all the land around it reeling away in pieces. This once united land was now spread throughout the realm and settled into the continents as we know them today, leaving the Pact of Kasserat on a lone island, highly defensible and remote, safe from harm and chaos. For you see, the island that would become the political and economic center of the world as we know it is literally the center of the world, linked by powerful magics and divinity, creating the stability and prosperity of our realm. And now you know the rest of history. Good day. Listen, Ron Dooling here. I wanted to clear up the recent rumors about a certain dark lord running for mayor and threatening to burn down the town. These are scare tactics and rumors. It's fake news. There's no dragon. No one is going to burn down the town. Everyone needs to remain calm and focus on the coming election. Teeter Dan is a growing community that needs to invest in itself and can do it in a fiscally responsible manner. We need to focus on growing our town, not living in fear or cowards who use fear tactics. If there really is a dark helm, then he will be more than happy to meet me at the town square in three days and have a public debate. I want to thank you all for your support. This message brought to you by the Hearth and Home Fire Insurance. Uh, that is six damage. Neat. As an antler smashes into you as it goes running by. Al is looking real bad. And Hatham, you uh, you get an antler 
as well. Ooh, Ooh. there's a lot less. That is only an 11. Oh, deal with it. That, yeah, no. Get out of here with that. All right. So Alder gets all the bad stuff on that one, and uh, batting number two is done. After batting number two is Alder. And might I had I made a mistake last round, uh, so I'm going to preempt a, a call here. Uh, I didn't roll my flat check last time to the attack, and obviously that does nothing for me now, but... That, uh, that that semi crappy roll I made would have made the flat check, and then I could have rolled something sweet. So I'm not asking for anything. Yeah, I don't. Like, I'm just preempting an email. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like backsies all that. Yeah, much, but. no, that's fine. I'm just saying someone someone had the subject line ready to go. I, I will put Alder's direct email in the uh, that's in I, the show yeah. notes. That way you can email him directly and not to the podcast. My Instagram is uh, Aldo Boy. Alder, as you're thinking about your actions this turn, you know, if, if you were a square closer to me, I might be able to more easily give you some sweet, sweet I'm, healing. I, I, I have that thought in mind. Okay, uh, so let's see how bad I do. Tossing that out there. I'm going to make my flat check, hopefully. Okay, make my flat check. Here's my attack. Uh, that's going to be a 17. That hits. All right. Four. Shit. Uh, seven damage. Uh, once again, the slashing seems to improve that decidedly. And is enough to end that particular zombie. Hey. You've uh, taken it down. Get off. you from its grasp. <laughs> Get your filthy zombie mouth off me. And guts him. And then uh, Adler kind of like staggers over to the other zombie that's like grabbing the father. And just kind of tries to like walk the blade into him. Oh, yeah. I don't have to make it. So that is actually a 24. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm lying. 19. <laughs> that's a 22. No, sorry. I want to say 24. 19. 19, yes. Thank you, Father. 19. <laughs> Great mysterious God teaches us math. I forgot there's a minus five. One of our tenets of our religion. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a hit. I'm trying, audience. I promise. Uh, now that's going to be 12 damage. You can hear the angry emails already. I heard um, you get those. They're just not related to the podcast. <laughs> What's this? Once again, the extra slashing damage there seems to have made the difference. And you down a second one. There's another zombie off the board. Oh, man. Get your filthy hands off my bread buttered thing. God, losing blood. <laughs> <laughs> Getting weak. Getting weak. Uh, is that your three actions? That is, in fact, my three actions. Who's next? Uh, after Haytham. Er, God dang it. Not okay. So after Alder is Haytham. All right. Somewhat of a situation going on here. Uh, <laughs> see. There's a very large angry stag who is trying to beat you down with its antlers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but what's the vixen doing? <laughs> <laughs> he is the vixen. Uh, no, mm -hmm. What? There's some stag rape getting ready to happen. I was making a, like a joke for a married couple. Like, never mind. Never mind. Moving on. Uh, I am going to. I'm going to risk his opportunity. To, Potential for opportunity attack, and I'm going to run uh, by my full move. I'm going to run. Uh, let's see. If you, if you are severely injured, stopping somewhere in a square adjacent to me might be useful in the future. I am what you might call at max HP. Oh, well, then, yeah. He's, he's Must be nice. <laughs> he's, he's full health. He's just it's running actually, away. That's how you stay at full quite health. Quite enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I. Hatham will uh, run run past his friends, kind of panicked, and uh, is gonna think, turn around and uh, ruffle through some papers. Like, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? And uh, find the, the journal that had scribbled in where he uh, learned the day's cantrip. He's going to cast it on the giant 
antlered Ooh. bastard. So he, uh -huh, yes, new trick. So he's gonna have to make a will save. Twenty-one. Okay, I'm. <laughs> I suspect that my players seem unhappy, and I don't know why. Would you like an explanation? No. <laughs> I can keep it succinct. Don't worry, we can all send angry emails as well. <laughs> I'm gonna get flooded with angry emails when I realize it's just you guys with different accounts. Yeah, That's, Jacques. Uh, my turn. So that, that was it. That was it. That was it. Okay, that's good. two actions to cast. So <laughs> after Hatham is Becker. Oh, great God of Mysteries! Please heal this man who has just slain two foul undead here in your presence today. Oh, you are going to be well rewarded, I think, if I've been... I would hope so, because I've actually killed three bad guys. ...these dice correctly. Yep. Uh, well, that's one and the two oh. that I've rolled. I'm. Can we pause Jesus. this podcast so I can go kick tables in the room? Because I'm getting real fucking tired of rolling ones and twos on D8s when I roll F and heal, and thank you. What, what How did the, you rig three total, that you three total plus my... So, okay, I, I cannot find this and does my spellcasting ability modifier include proficiency uh, I mean I know it includes probably. my ability but does it also include proficiency it should, I, I swear I knew this right? last few sessions but are, I can't. are you asking do you have a plus to any of those rolls well I know I've got a, so I've got a plus three it's either plus three or plus five in terms of the amount of healing that I do for casting the spell heal. I don't think it works I, that way I mean I think I, it, I thought it did I think Wasn't you get I just the ability I don't think it gets the proficiency modifier well but that. it's it's spell casting ability modifier but I thought let's, How, let's say oh, it's three so it's oh six. I think if it was an attack roll you would but if it's just the result then you probably just yeah, I don't think it goes to like uh, the die roll for the damage or the d20 roll would have so audience please write in if we are incorrect we, we will receive this information far too late for it to make any difference at all but we'd like your comments thank you so that would six be six base. normal. Mm -hmm. uh, for some unknown reason, it does an extra six. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would be that would be great. I, I look like I planned that all along. Ha <laughs> ha! Yes, the power of my god. And that is two actions. Uh, that's two for my third. And seeing that there's about fifteen feet away, a very large stag, it's probably glancing in my direction. I'm going to cast shield again, which counts as the ray shield ability. Is this one good? Uh, yes. Just like the last one. Um, uh, did, did, did you lose your shield last time? Shield only lasts a, until your next turn or until dismissed. Because you can... Um, I, you I can thought shield lasted like 10 minutes. So no, no, it lasts for a long time. You have to concentrate on it. No, it oh. says actually duration until your next turn or dismissed. So I think that that... that no, I, I do know you can sustain shield. That is one of the spells that you can spend your round and keep up. So Because you can't it, cast that, it again for 10 minutes. Um, that's if you use the shield block action. So and, and I mean I could be wrong, but on the on the description that printed out, which presumably comes from the the most recent version of it, and this isn't how I remembered it either. But it's got a casting time of one action duration until your next turn or dismissed. So I think instead of having you having to spin the action each turn to keep it going, as in you're you're continuing the spell, you have to recast it each turn. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and say that it's the same thing as you maintaining it so it is the same shield well in that case that's that's the best answer <laughs> you're a harsh but fair judge because that's the good shield that's the good shield. my my players are bipolar mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna get hate mail from I'm not bi people <laughs> okay well i mean <laughs> uh who's next uh after becker is batty one uh i do still have a zombie left he has a couple options here it looks like uh odds are gonna be a shearian even will be uh so odds is a shearian you got an attack coming your way. That is not enough. 
second attack is a 12. Probably also not enough. It is not. So that's a miss, miss. And that's all my zombies, so I'm done. Okay. So uh, after that is me. Uh, Shurian is going to uh, first concentrate on Bane. Let's get that flat check. Do you have to yes. flat check to concentrate on the spell? or it? I believe that it is pretty yeah, much yeah. everything that you, you do. You have to concentrate. I thought it was certain... There, there is a list. Um, he made it, so he made it anyway. Yeah. yeah, wasted a fourteen on it, but oh, oh no, yeah, I'm, I'm, going, I'm sure we're butchering the rules. <laughs> we'll get there. I'm going to roll two on the next attacks I make. Incidentally, okay. shield uh, was like that in the book too. Was it? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Even says it's part of the description <laughs> until your next turn. Hmm. Part of this massive tome we've just laid upon the table. Yeah. Boom. Funk. All right, and then I'm going to attempt to. Uh, slash at the zombie in front of me using my dagger's versatility because it can be either piercing or slashing much as a little long sword. Nice. Nice. He is, uh... Uh, cocktail. Yeah, cocktail. He is flanked by me as well, so... Yeah. You have a weapon out? He is a weapon. Okay, that is a 24 and he is flanked and has pain. Critical wait. success. Oh, yes. Ooh. I just I just don't want to sacrifice the integrity of our podcast when it doesn't specifically uh, help do, me. Do, do we not <laughs> need to establish some integrity? Yeah, that that ship we... sailed a long time ago. I was going to say, what integrity is left? I think the first buggery joke is <laughs> pretty much the end of that concept. Uh, that way, is nine are. slashing damage. Nine slashing damage. Hey. hey. Um, and oh. that zombie goes away. He is gone. No more zombies. They're all dead. Just grabs the zombie and slits its throat right there. Coincidentally, uh, wall grabbed, if you attempt a manipulate action, activity, free action, or reaction, you must make that uh, that flat check. So what I, I don't know if concentrated count, counts as an activity or not. Um, I don't know which one of those categories it would fall into. That's the part probably that Probably activity. I think so, but I couldn't say that definitively in the rules, but I, I think that's meant to cover most everything. Seems like it, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, hmm. So there's a Shirian after doing that is going to whip around and see that there's a big stag probably staring, uh, in his general direction as he is standing alone. And, uh, yeah, it does seem like a very, very, very angry stag. And so he is, of course, going to back up closer towards Haytham. The two of us will be shaking in our boots next to yeah. each other, like. Okay. And who's next? Uh, after me, it goes to Batty 2. Batty 2, the stag, he is going to look over to his left. He sees Father Pepper Alder right there. And he, again, stamps his feet and charges. We've lined up so that he can impale us in one now, blow. Yes. Now, Rich, let me ask you this. Yes. Uh, would that provoke? Uh, there is nothing that prevents that from provoking. Last time, you had already used your reaction. I did, in fact, that case. This time, you had not. Which is why so, I said something this time. Yes, there is yeah. nothing that would prevent this from provoking. Um, so why don't you do yours first? So I'm going to go and make the attacks. Father Becker first. That is... <laughs> don't worry, he'll drop the 17 right on me. Like That's usually. only a 13. Yeah. You have missed Father Alder. Nope. Ha! Ha! That's even less. Hope you enjoy that, stag boy. Let's see. uh, Let's see how mine looks. Oh, (laughs) God. What you got over there? Uh, That's a nat one. That's a nat one. I got distracted. This whole episode. (laughs) It's a melancholy of things that have gone horribly wrong. Father, get in my way! (laughs) What are you talking about? 
blind Batman. <laughs> so that's a miss. What else you got? Oh, well, that's a that reaction. reaction. Yeah. Uh, those were my three actions. That is, uh, that special ability takes all three actions. Nice. So who's next? Uh, after that is Alder. Oh. You can make up for your terrible failure by hitting this time. Uh, Alder is uh, going to kind of like, like do like a pick and roll around the beast to get behind him. So your Dark Souls in your way yes. just like yeah, and rolling repeatedly. Yeah, it's That's how I choose sm- to picture Smashing it, it rolling over yeah. and over. Uh, he doesn't appear to attack as I just walk around. He does not. Uh, so I'm going to swing. That's going to be oh, a 20. Better. Much 20 is a lot better. With the opposite of a 1. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's going to be 10 points of damage. Seems to affect him normally. So this is going to be attack. Number, oh, action 3, attack 2. As he says something witty about a deer and antlers or something. I don't know. Uh, no. You're just phoning it in now. Just, I, I, just, I can't think of anything. I want to say, like, so like, here's your Dear John letter, but that's terrible. I, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. I was going like, to write that's terrible. Dear Doe, a feed. Dead nothing. Deer. I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, after Alder is Hatham. All right, so oh, I, I am. I just thought of one. <laughs> you do it or save it till next I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Okay. Everybody, uh, readers, get ready. Everybody, right. kill readers? Readers? everybody kill the deer before it gets to be his turn. Oh, please. Yeah. It would save a lot of heartache. Jeff Fender, this is for you. Kill, for kill that thing before it gets a chance to you. For players and listeners alike. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, use my first action to interact and draw two bombs. And first, I'm going to throw a Tanglefoot bag at him. Mm. That's going to be a 18 to hit. That hits. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So he is now entangled for one minute. And uh, let's see. Second, I'm going to throw an acid flask. And so the multiple attack rules work the same for these ranged thrown attacks, I assume. Yes. So that'd be a, a negative five, mm-hmm. correct? Okay. Oh, uh, so that would be a th- 14. No, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> a 12. That'll miss. No. And that will be all of my actions. Who's next? After I hate them is Becker. Father Becker will point at the beast and um, actually, uh, you know what? I, I may actually call for a, uh, a religion check. I, I know he's got the negative energy. Does he actually appear to be undead? Um, you know, I'm going to give this one to you a little bit from your experience so far because you did have that that alligator. Uh, he seemed to be the alligator was very much alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you fought it before. This creature seems to be of similar sort. Uh, it is alive in every sense that it is not undead. It just seems to have absorbed and be affected by negative energy in some way. He's got the demon in him. So do I think it, it even presents as a valid target for Disrupt Undead? Which, I mean, the spell description says you target an undead creature. Um, yeah, you don't think he's undead. The zombies, yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? Hey, guess what, guys? The, these might be interesting questions for you to explore as players at some point. Mm-hmm. Just nudge, mm-hmm. nudge, wink, wink, nod, nod. <laughs> yeah. Well, so here's the deal. So I may have to ask a follow-up question then. Um, do we feel that um, heal wouldn't work either? Because <clears throat> heal says, you know, you, you target a creature to give them positive energy or to harm undead. And... Uh, targets one willing living creature or undead creature. Yeah, all I'm going to give you is that based on your experience with the alligator, this thing seems to be of the similar, uh, be affected similarly. So you don't believe that it is undead, right? Okay, 
That's, right. that's what, really I'm, what I'm trying to remember is how we harmed that uh, undead that alligator with with, with this because I don't think I used disrupt undead. Do you guys recall that I that I cast a? Listeners can just rewind. <laughs> Go to the previous yeah. podcast and. Uh, What's the question? Because so what I'm trying to determine is I have a I have a recollection of doing positive energy damage to the yeah. the alligator. Did I try healing it? Using was it in the aura? No, of the I, I remember you casting something positive energy while we were underneath the tower, and it caused a massive chain reaction of yeah. all the zombie those or skeletons. Were, to those explode. were disrupt undeads, and they were yeah. specifically targeting undead creatures. So yes. I'm going to give this a shot. Where you did use I, disrupt I, undead? Because I remember him describing like that are, popping. Are we taking uh, bets on this? Because I know how <laughs> I think it's going to go. <laughs> I think I'm not going to like. We're going to give this a shot. It's so going to I'm, explode and do 30 damage uh, to everyone. I'm going to use three actions here. Right. I'm going to use the uh, the two-action version of heal that lets me do it without being adjacent uh, to the creature. And then I'm going to add in, I guess, a second verbal component to be able to do the extra bit of, um, of additional healing yeah. or damage. And we'll see if this works. Okay. okay. Oh, it so, work. Oh, God. <laughs> so uh, he gets a uh, fortitude save, presumably. What is my DC? DC is 15. Uh, I have a 15 exactly. Negative one because of Bane? Yep. Nope. He wasn't in the area when Bane was cast. Oh, boo. Uh, actually, it's, no, based it's based off of my current location. So, oh, it's so an aura. Oh. That, that okay. question, though, does it, does it apply to saving throws or is it just um, Let me check. I thought you cast it on the enemies. Why I thought they had to okay, save. So that's just an aura. Okay. That's yeah. really cool. And that's actually better that's, than give Bane. Me yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Well, it depends on how long you cast it, I believe. It's like bless. So, but backwards. Yeah, but backwards. Which makes it sell. I tried that one earlier. I still don't think it's taking on. <laughs> so, let's find it. Um, I bet Aura you it's just attack. Takes a minus one conditional penalty to attack rolls, yes. Okay, so he got so 15, so he succeeds. 15 exactly. Okay, so this will be at, at half, half effectiveness. Uh, hey, that's God. <laughs> oh, damn it, boy! That's a sixteen plus three would be nineteen total. God damn. And uh, well, it's above fifty. I'd say that's pretty normal. Okay. So what was the total on that? Total was nineteen. Theoretically, if the creature made its save, it would take half of that, so nine points. Okay, so a couple of things happened. Hopefully not to me. Um, oh yes. It's kind of a chain of events. So you cast the spell, positive energy leaps out from you to the stag. As it interacts with the negative energy, you see a, a definite uh, reaction. And you you get explosive force. So there's literally a small explosion that happens um, as those two forces meet. Now, in this particular instance, what happens is that bleeds off some of your positive energy. So, it, But it also bleeds off some of his negative energy. That's what causes that reaction. Your positive energy was n- enough that there's still some left over. So he does get healed somewhat. So the stag looks better off um, than he used to be. However, there are two people who are going to take damage from the explosion. That is the stag and Alder, who is standing right now. They both take uh, four damage from the explosion. Uh, you think when all was said and done, the stag's probably about right where it used to be. So it gained some healing, took some damage from the explosion, and... Um, Whose side are you on? Now, well, if the stag will have me, <laughs> then have at you, varmint. I'm, I'm not going to repeat everything I just said. Yeah. I will point out that uh, there were answers to possible questions yeah. in my explanation. Right. 
And was that your three actions? That's it. Who's next? After Father Becker is me. Okay. I'm going to first spend one to concentrate on Bane. Okay. And uh, then after that, I'm going to move closer to the stag around the side opposite to Father Becker. No, I can do, I can do one of them. Like, yeah. Just off to the side a little bit. Yeah, just off to the side a little bit. And then I'm going to attempt to make the stabbo with it as I try to stab it with a dagger. Okay. That is a 19 to hit. That hits. That is five piercing damage. Okay. Uh, it seems to work normally. And who's next? Um, after me is back to the stag. Okay, he does not like the damage that Alder did to him, so he's going to spin around as best he can while he's entangled. And he is going to uh, he's going to attempt a different maneuver. He's mm-hmm. going to uh, try to hook you with his antlers. Let's Ooh. see that DC 5 flat check yeah. first. Let's see how yeah. he does against that. Oh. That's good there. So right. Make the flat check. And this is his actual attack. That is, what is that? Oh, good. I thought that so was a 17. 19. Uh, I'm going to use my shield reaction, and then I'll block it. So, okay. well, well, I'm not technically blocking it. I am raising my AC to 18, which will cause the attack to miss. Does that make sense? Yes, you're not using the shield block action. No. You're raising your shield, so now your AC is high. Yes. Uh, understood. And uh, let's see, he has one action left, so he's going to go ahead and make a regular attack on you. That is also 17. Let me look something. <laughs> the shield is raised, if that's what you're wondering. So you're, well, I'm wondering is if I get to keep that plus two. Well, I think it's the same thing as has you had raised your shield last round. I mean, if you're going to give it to me, I think it's hot. Because with reactive shield, use the raise the shield action, gain your shield's bonus to AC immediately. See, it's as if you had done it during your turn. Okay, cool. That, that makes it that makes it an even better choice. So that will also miss. And who's next? After Alder is Hatham. Uh, I have not actually. Oh, you it. have not. No, okay, that was no. sorry. <laughs> oh, that was your reaction. Sorry, I got confused there. No, then it is you. Uh, that's seventeen hits. Oh yeah. Uh, there we go. Uh, Fifteen damage. Did not like that at all. Hopefully, he won't like the second one either. <laughs> uh, that's kind of sad. Not so good. Not so good. Um. Third attack would be at a minus ten. Fuck it. I'm a fighter. Go for it. So this will be at a minus three. Uh, only a nine. It's a miss. Miss. Done. Hatham? Yeah, Hatham is next. Okay. I think I will go ahead and... Ah! <laughs> cast. You forgot to you do the joke, didn't you? Yeah, I forgot to do the one-liner. Oh, we got to take this thing oh, out quick. 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 Blarcelar. Right, I'm going to use two actions. I'm going to cast Ray of Frost. Yeah. It is a. <laughs> I thought it was a one. Sorry. Oh. Well, sorry to disappoint, but uh, that's gonna be a fourteen to hit. Miss. Damn it. I'm also sorry you disappoint. And I have one action left. I think I'll use it to draw, but not th- obviously not throw. Uh, to uh, have one ready for the next round. Give me items. Yeah. And who's after Hatham? After Hatham is Father Becker. Uh, Father Becker will <clears throat> um, say, Great God of Mysteries, please shield me from the effects of this creature, because I do have to cast it again this turn, because I let it go last week. So do you need to do something? No, we're going to keep it Sweet. for the duration of this uh, combat. I will take a guarded step into flank, 
and I will raise my morning star and bring it down upon this foul creature, having decided casting positive energy spells may not be best action against this. Oh, oh there one. we go. Yes. That's what Father Becker's talking about. Finally. I am the god of hellfire. That's a six and a two. That's yeah. an eight plus a two is a ten points of bludgeoning damage. That's not bad. And that is enough. You bring that. Uh, uh, you were carrying. No, a, a no, nurse. I wanted to. Ah. No. <laughs> <laughs> My holy sweat. Go ahead, give it to me. I'll say no, it. I'm gonna say give it. me the line. No. Stand so over the, uh, it. It behooves you to pay attention, oh, beast. No. That's good. That's actually pretty good. I don't know if that was worth the wait or no, not. No, uh, no. Now I'm digging it, man. It wasn't worth I, the saving. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pro that thing. Uh, so you do, you bring your mace down upon its skull and it just collapses into the grass below and it tries to raise one last time and it just doesn't have it in it and mm-hmm. it's dead right there in front it of it. It looks up and there's just four evil faces looking, I mean, heroic faces looking yeah. around. Heroic, heroic, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And if you were to look around, you would note that the rest of the deer have run off. Mm. Meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Venison tonight? What's that delicious spice you use? Negative energy. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, gamey. I can't can't feel my tongue. <laughs> uh, so interestingly enough, uh, back at the camp, uh, there were supplies there, so mm-hmm. you guys have an opportunity to. Uh, uh, they did have some rations that are, you know, they were sealed, so uh, they're all in good shape. You can definitely add those to your pack and replenish your supply. They found a lot of treasure before they expired, right? Not so much. No, no. really? Cause so, could, like, only, like, one plus one weapon? No. Oh. no. All they had were mundane weapons. Oh, so these guys oh. suck. Uh, they did. Uh, there's one other thing of note that you find amongst their belongings. Um, they have a journal, and inside that journal are some maps and notes. Uh, it looks almost identical to the one that you guys were given, uh, to the point where it even oh. has the oh. parallel stamp on it. So interesting. So they didn't make it to the to the first. Uh, they they went to the middle one, as opposed uh, to the one I that mean, we went to. Their their journals, their, their editions of the notes are pretty sketchy. Um, so they weren't very good at it. Mm-hmm. So you gather they were heading to one of the towers and finding their way and not doing very well with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really all that you note. Uh, mm-hmm. They they talk about having come across some weird, strange creatures, but don't describe them very well. So. so is does the uh, deer did the did all the like negative energy on it just like dissipate or is it still kind of no you you notice that if you if you sit there and watch it uh, after it expires uh, the negative energy slowly does dissipate out of it over the course of just a few minutes and seem to be like reclaimed uh, into the ground while it's doing that like before it fully dissipates I want to use some some of my reagents to quickly make a sunrod tap it on a rock and uh, it'll emit. Uh, bright light i think it is um i want to like kind of you know cautiously get close and kind of wave it over by this see if it it has any effect on that the negative energy coming the off light of it. itself does not seem to have any direct effect you do notice that the negative energy casts some shadow it seems to be thick enough that it, it actually blocks some of the light it doesn't seem to be absorbing it um so it, it that's an odd reaction <laughs> you know <laughs> for something that's normally very nebulous and almost a, you know, a non-existent, so to speak. Uh, this seems to have some substance to it in some way. So that's really the only thing that you note there from the light. Do you point that out? Yeah. yeah. So so strange. It's a bit odd. This make, is a blighted land. Make sure to be writing that down. We could be using that at some point. Writing. Seems to have mass. What is that? No, I kid. <laughs> I kid, I can write. 
Uh, so what's your next move, fellas? You uh, you have a campsite here you can use. So there's tents, right? Yeah. I actually don't have a tent, so I want to take one. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a bedroll. <laughs> so my uh, the sunrod lasts for six hours, by the way. Okay, so well, you have some light this evening. You like last into first watch or something. I, I feel that um, <clears throat> there's probably no ill luck for staying in a bunch of dead men their camp. So what the heck? Why not, right? Well, I'm sure we dragged the bodies, and uh, do, are we going to bury these men? Possibly set them on fire in a pile. Yeah, if if you yeah. really inspected the bodies, you get the idea that uh, they were probably killed by that stag. The the wounds seemed to, to match it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Killed by the stag, and then either some lingering effect or the or, or perhaps negative energy imparted to them by the stag upon its killing them reanimated them mm. as the undead. If they were reanimated from negative energy, uh, I say it's best that uh, we give them a proper uh, northern style, style burial by fire. It um, just to be sure that they don't come back again. I mean, there's there's some thought to it. We, we've clearly uh, destroyed enough of their bodies that they're probably not going to be able to function as as uh, animate creatures anymore. On the other hand. Probably doesn't hurt to be sure. Yes. I might recommend we do it at night. Maybe less. Mm-hmm. Uh, the smoke would um, be less noticeable at night. And but there would be a giant evil. bonfire <laughs> at night. Well, the light will. Uh, the smoke will go very far into you know, miles and miles away. People would be able to see the smoke if we did it in the daytime. Whereas at night, they'd have to be relatively close to see the fire. Hatham, by the way, is taking notes and studying. And like you've all brought up some very interesting points. Uh, if if this thing is in fact, uh, it it seems to have a finite amount of uh, of it, it itself, and I'm kind of curious if it's imparting part of itself on these uh, its victims when it when it kills something, right? If the the stag uh, infected it with some of itself, or does it multiply in any way? It seems it seems to only degrade though. I it's a bit puzzling. It is possible that again that the stag imparted some of that energy it's also possible that maybe there's a, a lingering amount just in the in the woods in the hills and so forth and that leave a corpse laying about uh, for enough time and it's just going to absorb some and and animate on its own that's i suppose equally possible we'll have to test it and then you see like elder pull sword out behind hatham <laughs> <laughs> let's kill one of you and for science you know. i'm would be curious to observe something. <laughs> <laughs> Gurgles. Right in spleen. I'd be curious to observe one of these creatures alone for, for some time. See if over time the en- energy dissipates and what might happen to said creature after it uh, evaporated. So you want to be alone for a considerable amount of time with one of these things? Uh, I worry about you, my friend. <laughs> Perhaps if you could acquire a smaller specimen, maybe something like a rat... Or, um, you know, something that's not... Or a sheep of some like, kind. Like an alligator <laughs> or a crocodile or something. It's not liable to cause a tremendous amount of... Something could be kept in a cage. A velociraptor. Yes. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, so there's a montage of dragging the bodies. Burning them. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, well, long night. story short, this just a little bit. Yeah. Um, you guys don't have any problem making camp, disposing of the bodies. Camp's uh, already made. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Utilizing the camp, setting up your bonfire. Uh, you D- sleep ditching the, the dead the dead deer that they have on the stack. Yeah, actually, yep. can <laughs> I'm gonna try to like butcher some meat off it. 
from the stag. Yeah. So um, yeah. I mean, it, it works. There's nothing amiss with the stag that you can notice anymore. The stag or the the deer that they had killed and left out. Yeah, well, I'm saying ditch the deer that they I'm, had. I'm going to say the stag. Rotten. Yeah, the yeah. one that they had killed. The meat's pretty nasty. It, it'd been sitting out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm getting rid of that. Like, that's going on the bonfire too. That's, yeah. in the sun. For that's the last days. thing I need. Some zombie deer in the middle of the night. Yeah. Going. Where's my mommy? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're able to cut up the stack. Something seems to be amiss. Zambi Bambi. I, I mean, it tastes fine. If I die, then I would say you uh, know how. Have some. I mean, some. Have, not. Uh, putting like a, like, <laughs> some in your face. Eat it. I don't, that seems incredibly dangerous. Yes, well, that's what I do. I you eat things. Also, I'm I'm still very hurt. Uh, <laughs> do you remember to cook that? Yes. We'll go ahead and long story short this. Um, is you guys are going to take a couple more days to travel to the second tower, so you'll have had time to have uh, availed yourself of Father Becker's healing talents and heal yourselves up. It takes you about three more days to find the tower uh, with a little bit of uh, wandering around. And uh, Do we find any like lakes or anything on our way there? Uh, there you find sources of water. Okay. Well, I was Nothing's asking for anything big that might have fish in it. Um, I mean, some of the streams will be big enough to have some fish in it, but nothing large. Mm-hmm. You don't come across any I, large lakes. I'm going to say for another person's character to do that we took notes about where those streams and things are. Yeah, I'm yeah. assuming that you guys around. are documenting um, all of your journeys here. So that is... I was just saying because I actually got a fishing roll and fishing tackle just for oh. being able to fish and get some food like that. Well, where the campsite was, that that oxbow there, the 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 stream running through that, it was large enough. There are fish in there. This mm. isn't your GM ship. What size were those tents? Um, what are my options? They were you, small tents. There's so pup. Mm-hmm. There's a four person, and then there's a pavilion. Uh, they would have been pup tents. Okay. I'm definitely going to steal a pup tent. Pavilion yeah. makes it sound like we just got a portable gazebo or something. Yeah. Gazebo? <laughs> no. No. Murder it. So, uh, we'll, like I said, we skipped the boring parts. We're moving on to where you guys have now discovered uh, where you believe the Easter, or the sorry, the central Gosel Tower is. You approach from across to what is another field. It's easy to spot because this tower, unlike the last one, is, is intact. Uh, it looks a little, you know, a little worn and not completely stable anymore, but uh, it, it's mostly there. So you can see it from a good distance off. Uh, you kind of crest a little rise and right there it is uh, across the field from you. So you're a little surprised to have spotted it that easily, but yet there it is. There's actually a, a couple other things that you notice immediately. Arrows. Red dragon. So many arrows coming right at you, yes. Uh, you do notice that the stonework resembles what you saw at the Eastern Tower, although you know it's still together. The, the blocks look of the same manufacture. And you also notice a large campfire right in front of the tower. Uh, you see a couple of people standing around a large spit, and they appear to be roasting a strange beast. They're kind of they're lazily turning the spit. Uh, uh, it looks like another party is uh, occupying your destination. The question is, are they friend or foe? Well, we're going to find that out in the next episode of the Adventures of All podcast. God dang it. Definitely, definitely foe. Definitely. Yeah, almost certainly. I'm sure there'll be no conflict. Thank you.